There's something wrong with the clock, so don't blame me if we stay here until 2 o'clock. Hey, church, I want to ask you for a favor. Please take home one of these bulletins. There's some names listed here. I know some of these cases are, I mean, some of these folks need, need our prayer in a hurry. Amen. Some of these situations are life or death situations. So I ask you, please, take it home. Just read it out loud. Give, bring their names before the throne of God and say, Lord, help them, assist them, uh, bless them, uh, protect them, heal them. Amen. Amen. So if we are in unison praying for these, these folks, I tell you the, the, if, the if fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. Amen. So we need to be praying for them. And I rejoice to hear the testimonies. If, you're, if you don't have anything to do on Wednesday night, come and pray. Please come and pray. We need the more people we get to pray I mean, one can make a thousand run. Two can make 10,000 fly away. Amen? So, amen. Okay, that's not my sermon, but okay. Ready for the word? I don't know, I don't know how many minutes I have, really. I don't know if this is the battery or... Happy face is happy today, and I am too. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's, it's 10 before 11. Huh? Five hours, because it's only 7 a.m., amen? <laughs> no, quickly, I, I, I will try not to stay long, okay? Uh, we were, we, last week, I just want to finish what we started. We, last week, we studied Romans 5, verse 17, remember? In Romans 5, verse 17, goes like this. It says... Uh, in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For if by the trespass of the one man, Adam, he's referring to Adam, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? So what we are talking about is this, this God-given Authority, this God-given dominion. It was from the beginning. It was the will of God for man to subdue. That's the original word the Bible uses. To subdue God's creation. God created everything and handed to man. And Jesus, even when he's teaching his parables, one of the parables says there was a man who gave some a vineyard. I remember exactly the, 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 the scripture. And he says, and he gave them the vineyard and he went away. And, and left the laborers taking care of this vineyard. But then he sent someone to collect the prophets and they stoned him. You know the story. Finally, he says, I'm going to send my son and they kill him. But the point that I want to make out of this, that parable is that God gave us, you and I, everybody at the sound of my voice, he gave us the dominion. And listen carefully, because this might sound kind of weird. But there's a lot of things God is expecting us to do. There's a lot of things he's expecting us to move. There's a lot of things. I remember uh, Moses. Moses is in front of the Red Sea. 
And he looks upstairs and he says, Father, what should we do? Our enemies are behind us. And you know, if you can read it in the book of Exodus, God says, what are you looking to me for? What do you have in your hand? Well, I have a, sta- a rod. Well, use it. And it was Moses speaking to that sea that made this, the Red Sea parted. So there's a lot of things that we have to cooperate. We have to collaborate with God. Amen? Are, are we aware of that? That's crucial, church. Because we cannot sit in our recliner expecting God to do, God to do. We have to collaborate. We have to cooperate. We have to participate. That's why the Bible says we are partakers with Jesus. Amen. See, I want, I want us praying. I want the church, I want this Palestine Christian church binding and loosing because it wasn't right. It was a, a, a thing given to us. For us to exercise authority. I, someone texted me this, uh, this week and says, hey, I want to share something with you. Huh? And he says, you know what? My daughter was sick. And I feel an urge in my heart to go and pray for her. So I went pray for her. Her temperature was like 102. And she went to the doctor and says, I regretted paying $30 after she was okay. I knew after I prayed that she was going to be okay. So it's true. He prayed for his daughter. She went to sleep. Next morning, she wake up, and she was completely fine. But see, it took the faith of a man, or a woman in this case, to exercise, to execute its authority. Because listen carefully, and I'm going to say it again. Everything created was given to us for us to subdue it. Our, even our physical bodies. But we have to collaborate, church. We pray to God, but we do our part. We pray to the Lord, but we do our part. We, keep, we, we are watchful of what we say. We are watchful of what we, we, we guard our hearts. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above everything created, guard your heart, because the wellspring of life comes forth from it. Amen. So this is my sermon. This was my introduction. Since we don't have any, wa- any clock. So I asked ask myself this question. I don't know how you guys are. It's not that I have a lot of free time, but I'm always asking questions. So I asked I ask myself this question. It says, well, if you have given us this, uh, this reign to rule this earth, why am I not experiencing that dominion and that power and that authority that the Bible says that I have. Is there something that could hinder God's flow through my life? Is there something that I, can, that I might be doing, acting, thinking, that is hindering, that is preventing God from manifesting that power through me? Have you ever asked yourself that question? I found a few answers here. And, but I just gonna, I'm just going to focus in one. Go with me to Colossians 1. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We praise you. We thank you. Thank you for Becky. The blessing she is to all of us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Jesus. You know that God deals with us in seasons. There's a season. That's why the writer of, uh, I think it was Ecclesiastic, that says there's a time for here, time for there, time to mourn, but a time to laugh. Amen. Hallelujah. That's wonderful. You got Colossians 1.9. Homework. Read the whole book of Colossians five times. Five. It's number of grace, five times. Read the book of Colossians five times and ask questions. Next week, you hand out the questionnaire. You know, I read Colossians five times, and these are the questions that I have. Okay, so we can go through them. It says in, in verse 9, she says, well, Paul is starting, he goes, he says, we always, and let me read it because he's so, this is beautiful. We always thank God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you because you, we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints, the faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven and that you have already heard about in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you. All over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit and growing, and that Paul includes the Palestine Christian Church, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in all its truth. And then he goes, Paul says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. You know, then I believe that the number one thing that is hindering the, the flow of this God's power in our lives is lack of knowledge. And I, it, it, it blows my mind. Well, it does a saying. No, nothing blows my mind. I have to refrain my, my word. But it, it, it really, that's what, if you read Paul's writing, he's always asking God for the church to be knowledgeable. That we can, can comprehend the depth, the width, the height of this love of God. So knowledge is that key issue that it most of the times is blocking, is hindering God's manifestations in our lives. So I wrote this down, and this is where I'm going to do my sermon. What is the, one of the, some of the things that we have the lack of knowledge about that you think or I think is hindering the church for achieving his poten its potential? I wrote five things, and we're going to go through them quickly. I think we lack knowledge in our position in Christ, who we are in Christ. How, how does the Father sees us? What is he thinking when he looks upon you? Amen. You got, who says that? Amen. Exactly. But I see the church lacking that knowledge because out of that knowledge, it sprouts what? Faith. Out of that knowledge, belief will sprout. Forgiveness will sprout. So Ephesians, I won't go through the scriptures because the time. Ephesians 1, are you taking note of your homework? Colossians, they say five times Colossians. Uh, first chapter of the book of Ephesians, five times. One of the other things that I think we, we lack knowledge of, at least we dealt a lot with this, is with the 
Forgiveness. Forgiveness of sins. That's a, that's a thing because if we, if we run a survey, a lot of the church will say that they have yet sinned in their, in their lives. But the Bible says that by the blood of Jesus, the sins were blotted out of us. Amen. We might have some patterns of a sinful nature, like tracks. Like when you're hunting and you, where, you, you want to know where the, the, uh, the deer went for, what, what, what path he followed, what do you do? You follow its tracks. I'm not a hunter. I just, this is what I heard on TV, okay? So if I got something wrong, Chris, you might have to help us. But what do you do? You, keep, you follow the tracks. So a lot of us, what we have are those tracks of a past sinful nature. But your heart, there's, it is impossible that in your spiritual man, sin abides. A lot of us, what we need is what the Bible says, a renewing of our minds. Because, yes, I remember I, to, I came to the Lord. I received the Lord. I, sh I was shaking and trembling. I mean, it was a true conversion. But five hours later, later, I was lighting a cigarette. Why? Because my soulish man had yet to be renewed. It took a while for me to be able to finally and fully get rid of a lot of stuff that I brought when I received Christ. But my spirit man was made a new creature. But if I dwell in the fact that because I have certain habits yet or certain patterns yet that I, that makes me a sinner, I'm wrong. You're not. Your spirit man is made into the image of God, the same spirit that Jesus has. Hallelujah. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. So we need to, we need more knowledge about the forgiveness of sins. There's a lot of people, listen, there's a, I know people that, not in this church, but they still have a lot of difficulties going before the throne of God and asking for something because they think or they feel that they're not worthy of it. That's a, a lie from the pit of hell. Because they think God is going to smash them when they come close to them. But it's not true. If you have received Christ, you are, your sins have been forgiven. Amen? So Paul, the writer of the book of Hebrews, says in Hebrews 4, Therefore come, come boldly before the throne of grace where you're going to find uh, help. Amen? So we need to grow in, in the knowledge of this forgiveness. We need, to, we, need to, we need to grow in the knowledge of our position in Christ. What else are we lacking knowledge about? And I want you to examine yourself. The grace of God. That's something else that we have issues comprehending. The love of God. You know what? I think it's Lamentations that says that every morning, His mercies and His blessings are new upon us. Every morning, it's a new opportunity. To turn away from your, whatever you're, you think you're doing wrong and go follow God. And he will receive you, I mean, with open, open arms. So we need to grow in this grace of God. Ephesians 2, Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 9. 
So if you're here today and you say, well, you know what, Alan keeps saying this and that, and man, I don't, I don't see it around my house. I don't see it in my life. Maybe what we need to work is in knowledge, obtaining knowledge in some of these areas. I don't know. As, I, as I'm speaking, I pray the Holy Spirit will show you probably one, or, or one area of your life when, where you need his knowledge, more knowledge. Ephesians 2, verse 1 through 9, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also live among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Man, homework number three. If, did I tell you Ephesians 1? Ephesians 2, please. Folks, please read it. Study it. Please. It, listen, I mean, no, no joke. Please, church, go and study Ephesians. What Paul says, by, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, it's going to change your life. I can guarantee you that. When we understand what he's saying. It says, but because his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. <sighs> it is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated, with us, with, seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages we might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. The Bible says that God overlooked, listen, God overlooked, he passed over the fact that we were sinners. And Romans 3 says, even when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And you see the body of Christ walking now in this, you've been washed by the blood of Jesus. But you're walking away from God because you think that you have sin in your life. That you don't deserve God's healing. That you don't deserve God's prosperity. That you don't deserve God's favor. Because you say, well, God loves me, but I'm a sinner. No. When you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. Romans says, how much more now? He did not spare. He did not spare his, even his only son for you. How much more? How much more will he give you the things that you need or want? Okay, so we need to grow in the knowledge of this grace of God. Point number four, justification. And just write it down for notes, 1 Corinthians 1.30. 1 Corinthians 1.30. And you will read about justification. We kind of we we spoke about justification. The fact that he who knew no sin was made sin for you, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. Not even Adam had it this good. I'm telling you right now. Not even Adam had it this good that we, that what we can enjoy now. Number five, and I'm closing, first closer. Our, we need to grow in the knowledge of our rights and abilities. Our rights and abilities. And that's, I have this scripture, Colossians 1.9, that we read. And James 4.7, that says, 
Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Amen? Folks, we need to grow in the knowledge of God. And this will require a commitment from you. You know what? I will preach 30, 45 minutes every Sunday. Once in a while, we put something on Facebook. But that's not enough. That's, that's not enough to, 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 I mean, that's not enough nutrition for you. You need more of this manna. You need more of this bread of life, the word of God. Amen. He says, our father who art in heaven, heaven uh, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Give us today our daily bread. You know that that's not talking about physical bread. That's speaking about a spiritual bread. And we have to have it daily. Amen. Daily. Daily. So I, I truly encourage, what, what, can you remind me the homework? Colossians, all the chapter, five times. You bring the questionnaire. Next, 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 uh, okay. And Ephesians 1 and 2? Okay. If I tell you today, I have the answer to your problem, will you get excited? I just gave it to you. Colossians, Ephesians 1, <laughs> and Ephesians 2. Amen. Go, I, church, go read it. Read it. I say five times because really, we need to read it and read it and read, read it again and again and again. Amen. But go this week. If you're going to have a, you know, if, if your week's not going to be that busy, probably, well, probably kids are home, so it's going to be busy, right? <laughs> yeah. But find yourself a time. Read and read these two books. They're pretty short. And in, in, I mean, and ask questions so we can grow in this knowledge. When we start flowing in the knowledge and we, we start walking in this knowledge of who we are in Christ, I can tell you, I, I can guarantee you, brother, nothing and no one will be able to stop us, the church. Amen? None. Because of the lack of knowledge, none of us is in the White House. Because of the lack of knowledge, none of us is in the Senate, in Congress, in the Pentagon. And God knows who is running these offices. Or the spirits that, that are behind them whispering thoughts and deceiving those in authority. When you and I, because of the knowledge, will say, get behind me, Satan. Because it is written. But I pray someone might be saying it is written in our uh, public offices. Amen? Amen. Amen. We need to grow in this knowledge so we might reign and rule like God has intended for us to do. Amen? So next week, uh, the cameras here, we have a, how do you say that? Tracking. We, we're tracking. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But let's do it. Let's grow in this knowledge. Amen? In the name of Jesus. Father, we praise you, we thank you today that you are kind and good to us. And Lord, your goodness, Father, goes beyond what we can comprehend. It's unfathomable, your goodness, your grace, this carries, this power that you have 
that you have made available for us. Not only to enjoy, but to exercise it, Father. That we can give you the glory. That we can give you the glory. That the world around us can give you the glory. Just like in the Old Testament, when these nations saw Israel marching, they were frightened. Because they've heard of the great things that you perform through the mouth of Moses and Joshua. Father, I pray that our communities, Walcott, Remington, Goodland, Reynolds, uh, uh, Kentland, Father Rensselaer, people, is, people are going to hear the great things that are happening, Lord, here in our midst because we have grown in knowledge and we are exercising the authority and the power that you have given us so freely, Lord, and out of your, the abundance of your love. We bless you, Father, and I thank you, Father, for this journey of knowledge in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's get ready for communion.